from electronic fuel injection to the power sports toys that fuel your weekends, join Walbro each month for Talk and Shop as we discuss all the machines that make life better. Welcome to the Talking Shop podcast brought to you by Walbro. This is a special edition, a two-parter here because we had so much fun in our last episode with our YouTube influencers that we wanted to continue the conversation. And that's why we're here for part two, because it was just too good not to have you here. So I'm so happy you're here with us today. Let's get on with the show. Let me go on to this because you've all been very candid with your your family stories and in bringing your family members into the conversation because a lot of people I don't think realize when you have an influencer it's not just the one person working in that space it's your whole family even if they're not doing anything they're still working in the space because as you know it's not just 9 to 5 and you're done you really have that lifestyle now that you become, you know, a social media star and it's, it's very time consuming and it really just takes a lot of your energy. You all seem very genuine in your videos. And what I mean by that is you're working on things that you literally and figuratively know about. Maybe you're at the shop, you're at the bench, et cetera. So tell me about the filming locations, because I think that's such a huge part of this because where you were saying sometimes it's too noisy here or it's, you know, not this area is not a good day for what have you fill in the blank. So tell me about your locations. How do you find those locations? Because sometimes it's hard if you have your own shop, I guess it's a little bit easier. But where you said sometimes I don't want to be there after hours. And then anything in the future, are you looking to switch things up or maybe change? I know, Brie, you were talking about maybe building a shop at your house. So any insight you can give us there for people who are going to be looking forward to the videos to come? Yes, I am still waiting on my builder, but the more he makes me wait, the bigger and bigger the building gets. So <laughs> I'm just hoping that it comes soon before it takes up my whole, you know, acre and a half sitting out there. But uh, yeah, I am building, a, I'm probably going to make it 40 by 50, about 16 feet tall. And, and it's going to be my dream shop. I can't wait to take all my viewers along with me on this build. It's super exciting. But um, when I first started out, I had nowhere because I had a garage packed full at the house. I had, like I said, at the shop, it was just not optimal videoing, you know, space. And and so I'd come to the to the house and I'd do it outside until I found out the crickets and the tree frogs. Out, I'm in the middle of a national forest. Were so loud. My my viewers in the video, they're like, we th that is the most you know, ear shrieking sound I've ever heard. So I had to bring it indoors. So I told Ron, I'm like, sorry, babe, I get half the garage. And so that's where I, I do most of it right now until I get my shop built. All right. So we'll look forward to that. The new shop with Brie. Donnie, Steve, want to chime in here? Location for me, 100% convenience. When we bought this house, it just happened to come with a car lift. It's a four post car hoist. And that's where, that, that's right here. I'm touching it right here. I can l raise that up and down all I want for a workbench. And I was, this is perfect, right? You know, if I want to do a video on a riding lawnmower, I can just lower this thing down and put the ride, riding lawnmower on, lift it back up. And all of a sudden I got a big riding lawnmower beside me in the video. Yeah. I wondered how you yeah, did that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered how, how did a, you get that up behind the scenes? Now you know. I get a lot of comments that say, "How did you get that thing up on your bench?" And I comment, I reply back to them and say, "Well, I had to use both arms." 
Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> really yeah. been working out. So, <laughs> so it's just a hundred percent convenience. Uh, it, this hoist came with the shop or it came with the house when we bought it. And it was just a no brainer for me just to, well, you know, beer cans and beer bottles behind me just for the saloon theme. So it worked out. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I got to say about location. I do. I actually, I will say something else. I do want to get more out on location in some of more videos. I want to actually get out and uh, do some stuff at other people's houses, you know, in the field, you know, take, well, I've done it a few times. You know, I say, I say, let's go take, I'm going to take you guys on a field trip today. And I've done it a couple times where we get out. Of the shop. So antiques, antiques roadshow could be Steve's small engine saloon roadshow. We'll bring Maybe. the saloon to yeah. you. There you go. Just saying. I mean, April's the master marketer. She's going to go away with that, but it, there's just a no, few Steve, thoughts there. Steve, Steve needs to get cowboy boots and a horse. Then it's the real saloon. Yeah, where's the cowboy hat, Steve? I Steve? like that idea, <laughs> It's coming. Yeah, Steve's small hey. saloon. Yeah. April, April's going to get a nice little memo with a few, with some future ideas there. Donnie, let me ask I you about... Gave, I think we gave Steve so. a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, let me ask you about location ideas. And, and you know, Steve talked about a huge factor in this is convenience because, you know, we don't really have the luxury, you know, with with all of our lives so crazy to do anything outside of where we usually do fill in the blank. So for all of you, you're trying to kind of take on this other whole perspective of things, but still live your regular lives in the regular places that you would normally do. So how do you work around that? So I'm like Steve, I, I do it all from my residence. So I have a, a shop here at, at my residence. Um, it's in a, um, how can I say that? Yeah, so it's a registered business, the whole works. So I like it this way because it keeps my overheads down, keeps the overheads down. Uh, you don't need like so much security involved. It's not like I'm leaving my shop to come home and worrying about thefts. Um, there's so much when you have a home-based business that you can claim on your income tax. So I just love being here, but also the fact that I have to care for my wife every day, I'm, I'm here. I don't need to pay people to come here because I'd be broke. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so thankful that it worked out that way. Like totally, uh, you know, but being on at your house, uh, let's say you, you're editing your video and you realize, oh man, I got to go back and film a little clip. Well, for, well, for Steve and I, it's really close. You just go in your garage and redo it. Uh, there, there are some cons from having your business on your property because people might knock on your door on Sunday afternoon. So there, there's pros and cons. The pros outweigh the cons. Uh, there's a lot of financial benefits from doing it from home as well. So it's great. Like I don't need to go rent a shop in town and hire employees. Um, there's a lot of small engine shops that have folded around this area because it's, it's very seasonal here. Uh, so this way here, I'm able to run the small engine shop, a profitable small engine shop and the YouTube channel all in one. So all of you have such busy lifestyles. You're, you're doing the, the regular job, so to speak. YouTube is becoming a job. It's part of that. But you guys are just really nonstop because, you know, the shooting, the editing, the content, taking care of your family. So 
time is very valuable for you. It's hard to get away. But let me ask you this. Any plans maybe to attend Equip Expo in October? I had the pleasure of talking shop last year to talk with Chris Kaiser about the expo. It was a huge success. I know the pandemic made it a little hard for travel with you guys in Canada, but any plans to maybe possibly check it out if you can get away this October? Yeah, I would love to go to that. I really honestly would love to go. I don't know if it's in, in the feasible for us to go, though, you know, from Vancouver Island down there, plane tickets and stuff. I still don't know how the, that's going to work going across from Canada. It still is. I don't know. So what about you, Bree, Donnie, any chances you might be putting it on the calendar tentatively to try to break away, Bree? Let me start with you. Only if Walbro gives me a shirt and lets me sit in their booth with all the cool people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not too far from there. It would be, you know, just a little bit of a drive. Unfortunately, with it being in the middle of the week, like having, you know, your own business, it's really hard to get away. And that's what I found in the last couple of years that I've really wanted to go, but wasn't able to just pull myself away. Um, I also have a child in school. I have to get him back and forth. So the logistics of it just haven't worked out for me so far. But I guess I would really like to go. And Donnie? I'd really like to go. But because I run my own business, uh, it's extremely hard to get away. And also because of my family responsibilities. But it would be nice to go uh, to see what it's all about. And once again, there you hear it. It's not all butterflies and roses to be these big YouTube influencers. There's a... There's a lot of commitment that you have to put to this, and it's not always easy to do the things that you want to do. So as each of you make a living working on internal combustion engines, what is your opinion of battery-powered products? I know, Donnie, you're going to have a lot to say about this. So each of you have done recent videos on this subject, but Don, you just updated a video about a Toro E24 electric snow thrower. So how do each of you feel about battery-powered products? Well, I see it as inevitable that it will change the industry. Once you, like that snowblower in my last video, if you live where there's snow and you use that snowblower, it, it becomes a no-brainer in your head that you can see the writing on the wall. The, there are issues with it. They do have to, to find a way to get longer run times. Okay. Uh, now, people aren't buying the electric units just to save the environment because I think it's very negligible at this time as to whether it's actually good for the environment because a lot of stuff is being sold that is not good. It's going to be in the trash before you know it. Um, somebody here just mentioned about the batteries coming back on warranty. Where's all that garbage going? The 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 pollution created to make that stuff. Uh, so I think there's there's a way there there's still a long ways to go, but it's here to stay. It's here to stay. And I'll give you an example. So years ago, I used to use a lot of air tools in my shop, impacts, all kinds of air tools. I don't need to, I don't use them anymore because all my impacts are Milwaukee cordless. I haven't used my air tools in years. But when the bat the cordless battery the cordless drills came out, uh, they weren't good. You know, the batteries would work one year and that was it. You had to basically buy a new drill because the, the price of the batteries were too expensive. But I think we're in that stage now with the cordless equipment. 
it, it's basically just in its infancy, but it's here to stay. And, and I can see how it will affect a lot of shops in my area because they depend on customers bringing equipment that is gas powered that can be fixed. Whereas when you get cordless equipment, it, it'll be a whole different type of uh, technician required for that. Unless if you own a small engine shop and you gradually adapt to it and go into it, you know, so in my area, a lot of people now are buying battery weed whackers. Okay, so, uh, which I don't really care because I don't really make much money fixing a weed whacker, so I'm okay with that. But eventually, you won't see gas weed whackers for the homeowner. But on the other hand, they need to make a, a battery weed whacker that will be good for the landscaper if they want everybody to go battery. So th there's a lot, like when I put up the video, the two videos of the snowblower, like the comments are just from one extreme to the other. So some people are happy about it. Uh, and, and some of that battery stuff it, is good for some people. So some people, they can't start a snowblower. They don't know how to put the choke on, prime it, put the throttle on. They don't know how to do that. They don't want to learn it. Whereas with the electric, you just turn the key and you put the levers down and it always starts. Okay. Some people are buying it for convenience in my area, like the snowblowers. And some are buying it because they don't want to pollute or see the pollution coming out of the muffler. Uh, but I don't know how, how much we're not polluting in reality when you look at the cost of making them, of the manufacturing. And if you need to replace the batteries in a short time, then I don't know if that's really helping the environment. But, you know, time will tell. We don't know yet how it's all going to turn out. Um, but the battery stuff is taking um, a big foothold here where I am. Uh, battery push mowers is getting big. Uh, the weed whackers, chainsaws and snow blowers. So our government here has a mandate for 2035. You know, it might change, but they, they want by 2035 that nobody can buy a gas vehicle, a car. And usually the small engine trade, uh, the small engine equipment gets affected before that. So there's big changes coming in the future. Uh, which I think will affect a lot of shops in this in Canada. It might be different in the United States because I spoke to somebody in the United States a couple of weeks ago and they said, oh, in my area, uh, this lady was telling me nobody buys battery stuff in her area. So it might all depend on the governments in each country, state or province as to how quickly that's going to catch on. Bree, Steve, uh, your take on battery-powered products? You know what? I, I can be real quick. If you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ditto everything, every word Donnie just said. I, that's a ditto. The only other thing that I would say is just simply that the only real experience I have with battery-powered uh, equipment is chainsaws. Blows me away. I just 
they, they cut so fast. They last for a long time and, and there's no smoke there. There's no smell to them. There's no gas. There's no nothing. You just pop a battery in it and they work awesome. And that's, that's it. Go ahead, Bree. I am not a fan. So, yeah. <laughs> so let me start out. You know, we could talk about the, you know, thousands of units that were recalled by steel. I, I think the rollout of all this is, is being poorly executed. Um, thousands of us- units being returned or recalled from steel. There's a uh, Husqvarna that had 1500 units of robotic wa- uh, walk, you know, mowers that were catching on fire in people's garages. Um, on top of that, when it comes to lithi- the batteries, the lithium batteries, I know the failure rate is huge. One of the distributors that I work with said that 80% of all of the battery powered units last year had to have warranty work for the battery had to be returned. And where do those batteries go? They go straight to a warehouse that ends up sitting there because there's nowhere to actually recycle these batteries. So what you're saying is worldwide, there's only, out of all the battery lithium batteries that we're using, and it's it's a crazy amount. Only five percent actually get recycled. Only five percent. So that's going to attribute to eight million tons of waste in the future. That's what that's what they're projected. So it, they it's very hard to actually break this battery back down once it's been used and get the you know parts back to you know their simple. Um, parts to make new batteries with. So it's just not happening. We don't have these capabilities yet. So unfortunately, we're just not there. And I could go much farther in. I mean, when it comes to a lot of them burning up, I mean, we saw the uh, DeWalt debacle at the last expo. That's scary to, to think that any of these products can be in your garage and burn your house down. So, I mean, that's a problem in itself. On top of that, I, I feel that they are very unethically sourced when it comes to the lithium and the cobalt with the mines in Africa using slave labor. And that is a whole nother story for another time. I totally agree with Bree. I, you know, I totally agree with that. The extremes are at both ends. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I personally, I don't think that the battery market right now is any better than the gas market for the environment. Exactly. They both okay, have their failures. So. Yeah. There's a hardware store in my town. They sell, you, last summer, you could buy a lawnmower, leaf blower, and a weed whacker for 300 bucks. You, you know it's only going to work for one year and it's going to be in the trash. Like what's, you know, it makes no sense. But see, in in the developed countries, United States, Canada, all the first world countries, we, uh, if we don't see smoke coming out of a muffler, it's out of sight, out of mind. But all that trash ends up in some poor countries. And I saw a documentary on that. The poor people in some countries are taking all this stuff apart. Uh, and some of it's burning in the pile, the plastic, and then they save a bit of the metals and all that. But, you know, we might think it's out of sight, out of mind, but it's not. I love that you are all so candid and I can completely understand. This is just one factor why people love watching you guys because you're giving them some <laughs> great information. Yeah. But the fact that you are very genuine, not just with what you're working on and and telling people legit information because you know what you're talking about, but you're also being honest with your opinions and what you feel about things. And I think that's really important to have authenticity now more than ever, especially since COVID 
I think it taught us so much, but in the way of the lack of connection and where we were able to connect with people, you saw your biggest news anchors and, and big people that you would go to for information. It didn't matter if they were in their kitchen or their basement or if the lighting was bad or the video was bad. If they knew that they could get information that they needed or wanted from you and they trusted you, it's really all that mattered. And I think you all proved that beautifully today. So we've covered a lot of material during this session. How about a closing thought from each of you? So I'll just touch on the battery stuff again. So even though there's major issues that I'm sure all the companies are aware of and, and we see them, we, we talked about them here, the battery, the, the non-combustible engine products are here to stay no matter what. I, I think they're here to stay. It's not going to go backwards. We They just need to sort it out so that it's, you know, ethically, it it's good for the world, for the environment and everything. But I'm not against it, but I just hope that that gets kind of, once that gets all settled, I think it'll really take over. And any final thoughts kind of aside from that, just with the conversation at hand and, and maybe your last chance to push out a greeting to all those people, those tens of thousands of people that love watching you and, and love the information that you give. So I want to thank all my supporters on YouTube. If, if they're watching this video, everybody um, who supported me all these years. And it's also, um, you know, a privilege to be here today with Steve and Brianne. That, that's very nice. Uh, I had never met Brianne in person like this. I did it with Steve once before. But it, it kind of, you know, you kind of get to know people more personally this way. And I really enjoyed your questions as well. And, and then anybody who's interested in making a YouTube channel, just be prepared for hard work. So, Donnie, thank you. I appreciate it. It was great to have you here. Um, let's go to Bree. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? Well, first, it was great to see Steve again. And Donnie, it was awesome to have uh, met you finally. And Michelle, thank you so much. You made me much more comfortable. I was super nervous doing my first podcast. But I'd like to thank you and Walbro for having me on here. And especially thanks to all of my viewers. I mean, I, 200,000, I would have not made it without each and every single one of you. So just thanks. Uh, tremendous thanks to everybody. And last but not least, Steve. Yeah, I'm having a hard time coming up with a final thought. I just, you know, I, I have over half a million subscribers now, and I'd thank every single one of them for subscribing to Steve Small End Saloon. And uh, and um, not only that, but uh, a lot I get, uh, there's a, all of us get a lot more viewers than we have subscribers. So I'd like to thank all the viewers who just watch me, maybe not subscribe to us yet, but like to thank them too. And uh, I, Michelle, thank you very much for having me on again and uh, bringing us all together because I actually thought this was a ball of fun. It has been my pleasure. I really, really enjoyed this so much. I will be completely transparent and honest with you. I don't have any idea of 95% of what you guys do. And that is why I need to subscribe to all three of your accounts because I know that I can learn a lot and you never know when those skills are going to be needed. So mm -hmm. I, could, I could wow my friends and family with all the skills that I could learn from all of you. And it was really such a pleasure to have you. We've got Don, also known as Donnie Boy 73 He is the 
Don the Small Engine Doctor on YouTube. We have Steve. If you cannot figure it out by his hat and his sweatshirt, he is Steve's Small Engine Saloon. And then last but not least, we have Brie and Chicanic, which I just love brilliant name. So thank you all three of you for being here today. Really, really appreciate your time. I know it's valuable because we just heard how much you have to do in your lives. So I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you. Thanks again. And thank you all to our listeners and our viewers out there for tuning into Walbro's Talking Shop. Of course, we're talking shop with three very big internet influencers. I hope that you will follow them. We'll have information where you can see where their YouTube handles are. And please be sure to subscribe to their channels because they have a wealth of information out there for you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Moon. If you'd like more information on Walbro, you can go to walbro.com. And of course, view other podcast episodes as well. Thanks again. We hope to see you soon.